Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, let's tell you, Dr. Felicia Mabuza Sattel's biography is a remarkable story of her journey from the dusty streets of Soweto to an award-winning international talk show host, entrepreneur, public speaker, author, wife, and mother. Welcome, Dr. Mabuza Sattel. I couldn't list all your achievements in one breath. How are you? Where, Shadow? How are you? <laughs> I had to say where because you are like... Uh, a protege in many ways. You are like a daughter in many ways it, because it brings back memories of our days in uh, the dusty, daring, dangerous streets of Soweto, as we used to say. Um, but someone told me that the streets are not dusty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it brings back great memories, and I always mention you as one of the young people, really, that uh, I am so proud of your success. I'm so proud to hear you are back on radio. So congratulations. Uh, They could not have made a better choice. Oh, darling, thank you so much. But, you know, with so much you've achieved, we're going to have to carve this conversation into bite-sized chunks. Firstly, did you have to wake up to join us or were you busy with something else? I did have to wake up to join you because I first thought it was at 6 o'clock my time but it's 7 o'clock my time here. So um, I'm up I'm up and uh, trying to bound out of bed and get ready to move. I'm in New York right now. Oh, not in Atlanta. No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Now, listen, you delivered a keynote address at the Business uh, Women's Awards yesterday, uh, last week. Um, yes. Uh, what was your primary message? I think the the theme of the of the evening was uh, footprints, women leaving a legacy and blazing the trail, and I think it was all about going back to recognizing all these dynamic women who have played a role in our society. But what I liked about that event is I've attended the Businesswomen's Awards before. In fact, I was a nominee in. Um, or a finalist, rather, in 2001. That's the year that Maria Ramos won it. Mm-hmm. And um, But what was so interesting about this is how young women were now part of these uh, Business Association Awards, or Business Association of South Africa. Diapulo Luhang Epeko is the president now. A young lady, Claire Matonza, is the executive uh, director. Mm. Michelle Brown is the vice president. It was black, white, Indian colored, if we still use those terms at home. Mm. But in short, it was the rainbow nation that we always hear us aspiring for. It reminded me of the show because each time we did the show, I said, there must be black, white, Indian colors. Let's show the rainbow nation, men, women, mm. on that show. So it gave, brought back those memories. And congratulations to Tandine Lovu and uh, Christina Tetsiera mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for winning the, the award. Felicia, you, who inspired you? Who was your Felicia uh, when you grew up? I think my Felicia were many different women, but definitely one who was closer to me, and I always say, you know, get close to people who who have power or who are doing very well, 
take pictures with them and by osmosis you too will be successful. So I'm going mm. to say that woman was Marina Maponya because oh, she yes. was next door. She was my she was my neighbor as we say in next door year <laughs> <laughs> She was my neighbor. My grandmother in many ways was also one of those because she used to take me to the YWCA meetings. She used to take me to have a church choir where Mr. Michael Ranto was the conductor. I think I was the youngest in the church choir, then about 10 years old, um, singing in a, a Christ the King choir mm-hmm. in my maroon gown. I mean, it was <laughs> prestigious. I was um, the youngest to take me to uh, the Housewives League, and I used to learn such ex- expressions as, as you rise, you raise others. So those were all the things that came to me. Boma Shuping, as you know, Mrs. Shuping at the YWCA. Those are the women who really touched my life at a very early age. And then later on in life, obviously, I started looking up to the Hillary Clinton, the Condoleezza Rises, who made me really realize that I too can. And that's why I say to young people, hang around positive people who make you feel like you can. The last five years, for example, I said, I only want to hang around people who exhibit positivity, mm. passion, power, peace, peace rather, and profit. Passion, power, peace, and profit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's all I do. Passion, mm-hmm. power, peace, and profit. But, but, but Felicia, you've, you've, experience i mean you've been a journalist you've you've been a i I saw a picture of you actually as the face of lux you know uh, Mm -hmm. um and and you you started businesses how easy has that been or how difficult was it i know these women inspired you but you know for for some young people listening now thinking the kind of women that like to be around are so far away from them how else can they can they you know reach or their goals if you like i think the problem we have is we're trying very hard not to to let others in it is important that we let others in yeah. we allow other women in some of us who are already in the boardroom or in the executive suite open the door and don't be threatened by the fact that young women are going to take your place. Remember one thing. God is not in the mode of creating duplicates. We all bring something new mm-hmm. to the table. We are all originals. We cannot hang in there forever. I've had people say to me, why don't you do the talk show again here? No, history is such that it moves on. Mm-hmm. There are younger people who can do it. I'm more than happy to give guidelines. I'm doing a talk show this side. Move on to another stage um, and use your power or your influence to do something new. You never go back in history. You go forward. If I had to do anything else, it would be something completely different, hopefully with young people as well. And I've been talking to you here and there about the importance of doing that. And we, we have talked, Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoy what I'm doing here. But, yes, each time I come home, I feel the need to be doing something with young people in South Africa. And Thursday night, 
I felt it even more. Mm. Mm. Well, we need to we need to work at, at at continuing. You are president and co-founder of LLC, which is a leadership um, leadership uh, organization that you run. Is there a possibility of it coming here? What does it do? We uh, work with uh, corporates mostly. Uh, my husband obviously works with the NBA and NFL, and um, he does um, leadership training with those those groups. But what we normally do is go into organizations. We've done work with Walmart. We've done work with uh, Delta, with Affleck, etc. It's just training young new leaders as well. And that's what's needed at least here. Most of our people are thrown into leadership positions and they don't quite have that training. So that's what we do. We work with those young people in organizations and help them become the leaders future leaders of the company. Is there a possibility of it replicating itself here? We're working on that. Um, I mean, I come back and I do a lot of things with women, but I'd love to see us do something with corporations in South Africa, training new leadership and taking them to another level. Felicia, what was... Has it changed your life, and what did it feel like to add, as you called it, add alphabets behind your name? You have an MA, you have a PhD, you have a BA, and what do you think it is important to continue to study throughout your life? Well, education is important. You cannot undermine that. I always say that there are very few people who can make it without education mm-hmm. um, but education is the basis for everything for me in the environment I'm in here it mattered to have that because I lecture at the university I have to publish books I have to publish papers so it mattered you cannot be allowed to do that at any of the institutions here mm-hmm. without credentials in essence But more importantly, I think what made me want them is I grew up in an environment in Soweto where I think I hung around people who were educated and they made me feel so inferior for not having that education that sometimes I feel I went to school to just try and show them that I was capable and I am capable of becoming somebody. I don't like to blame apartheid, but apartheid to some degree made us as black people feel like you cannot accomplish beyond. So I did it again to show that, to prove apartheid wrong. Mm. So that's what education is all about, and that's what it means to me. It has helped myself, my confidence. I always say without confidence, you're twice defeated in the race of life. With confidence, you've won even before you started. That was Marcus Gabi who said that. Hmm. So, and so, so going back to that whole thing of confidence, when we had Billy in Soweto, which was a dense school, a <laughs> self-esteem school, hmm. that's what we're doing. I think Sila Butelezi, one of the students there, put it very well. She said, you made us aristocrats of the oh, township. Wow. Oh, That's wow. how we felt. 
Oh, wow. You know, I'm going to come back towards the end to what you did at the time, because I think it's a very important place to start, especially in engaging um, younger people. But, you know, talking about your your journey from the, the dusty streets of, of Soweto to, to your dream, day to dream, and living your dream. Day to dream is your first book, and living your dream mm-hmm. is, 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 is living your dream out in the stores now, is it? Living the dream is, as we speak right now, in fact, the title changed to Dare to Live, because that's what I'm doing. I'm living that dream. In fact, someone asked me, what do you do now? I said, I'm on preferment. He said, what's preferment? <laughs> I said, the word I coined to say, I do only what I prefer to do. <laughs> so, um, it's as we speak right now, it's at the typesetter. So, we should have it ready by the end of the year. Yeah, but what, what's so important to do? You know, we all tell people to dream and dream big, and both your books have the word dream. What is the importance of dreaming? Without dreams, we are dead people. You have, dreams make you want to move your life to a new direction, to new levels, and that's what dreaming is all about. You cannot be living without a dream. What do you want to do when you grow up? I think that the question I always ask young people when I see them, from I don't care, as long as they can talk, I always say, what do you want to do when you grow up? That's a dream. That's, mm-hmm. that's something you want to accomplish. Without that, you might as well be dead. That's why the word dream means so much to me. I don't care what age you are, you are never too old to want to dream. What are you dreaming about at the moment? Lord, I'm dreaming about how, in fact, there are two dreams right now. It, it, it has something to do with women. It has something to do with young people. The dream is legacy. Mm-hmm. It is about living a legacy. Do I want on my epitaph listed the material things I have, the cars, the houses, the, the shoes, the whatever, the clothes, no, that's not what I want. I want listed on there literally how I touched and changed lives. Mm-hmm. Then I can get to heaven and I know God is already waiting for me saying, come in, my girl, you did the best you can. That's all I want. Mm. Felicia, your passion about South Africa has not waned after all these years. You served this country as president to the South African tourism in the U.S. Uh, and various other platforms, uh, but yet you still carry that flag so high in the U.S. What is it about South Africa that drives you? Oh, did you check out my tweet yesterday? In fact, my little grandbaby welcomed me wearing a T-shirt, brand South Africa, wearing a T-shirt and holding a little South African flag. <laughs> That's how much I love South Africa. And by the she might be a grandbaby, but I'm a grandma, not a grandma. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You're a granny. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, South Africa is in my veins. It's in my blood. I love it. I Whatever presentation I'm making, wherever I am, whatever platform I get, I always talk South Africa. And you've um, made, you know, you've met queens, princesses, <laughs> um, senior men of the class, presidents, first ladies, 
want to be politicians as well. Is there anyone that you still desire to meet or interview? Because you also engage a lot of thought leaders on your conversations with Felicia on the Africa Channel. Mm-hmm. Anybody that you're still wanting to interview or or meet? I still want. I'd, I'd love to interview um, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to interview the president of South Africa. President Zuma. Oh, you haven't had that opportunity? No, I I interviewed him when he was still um, in the KZN and then, and he was the, uh, what was it, was it, was it transport? I forgot what it was. No, I've not interviewed him as a president. Okay. Um, I would love to interview, oh my gosh, the list goes on and on. Hillary Clinton, I think, would be my biggest coup. That one, that, I admire the woman so much, and I believe she will be the next president of the United States. Are you kidding me? I, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know something we don't know. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I just believe it. <laughs> and whether she's going to run or not, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. No, we'll, 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 we'll believe you on, on that one. But um, I, I, I know you've had some very special moments with Dr. Madiba. What stands out yeah. the most for you? Because you've spent so much time with him. My first time I met him, I mean, my, my family tells me that during those days of Sophia Town when we were little girls, when they used to go to the the ANC Square on Morris Street. We lived in Anadale Street. They would come for a cup of coffee at the house before they went to Freedom Square. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. I remember these regal-looking old uh, gentlemen that would come, but I did not know then one of them was also Datumaji. Mm-hmm. But the, my first re- meeting with him was at his house in 1991, when Mr. and Mrs. Maponya took me there, mm-hmm. and we sat there, that's when I said to him, your, your visit to the United States has encouraged me to really want to come back home and do something. Mm-hmm. You asked us to come back home and do something, and that's how I packed up and came back in 1992, mm-hmm. um, November 1992, I think, then to start top level, and then from top level, we changed it to the Felicia Mabuzi-Stuttle show, from Felicia Mabuzi-Stuttle show to the Felicia show, mm-hmm. ultimately. So listening to him just talk about his journey, where he was, and how he was not bitter about what had happened. He just talked from the heart. We had fun. We laughed. Uh, I was laughing at the fact that at that time it was still the, the divestment stage and there was Coca-Cola on the table. We were drinking Coca-Cola. And somehow that remained a little indelible in my mind. And we took pictures then. Uh, then the next time I interviewed him was obviously on the show with children and um Another time, I remember I had a one-on-one with him, and I teased him. I said that was the time now he was beginning to uh, see uh, Grasha Michelle, and I said, oh, I hear you've been uh, acting like a 16-year-old out here <laughs> of, and holding hands. He says, can you tell us more about that? And, uh, that? and he said, 
a father does not talk to his children about what he does or something like that. And then two weeks later, Alistair Sparks gets the interview and he talks to Alistair Sparks about it. I was like, wow. (laughs) That's when I realized I am a daughter to him. And yes, there are some things he's not going to talk to me about Mm. that are personal. So I do feel very special and I really feel uh, the family means a lot to me. My interview with Winnie to this day, that's on the Africa Channel. I still get comments about it. I think I was more in tears than Winnie was. In fact, at one point she said, "Wait a minute, who was in, who was in exile? You seem to be crying more than I am right now." <laughs> but uh, that's the relationship I have with the family. Lindsay is um, a darling in many ways to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Felicia, are you ever going to, um, firstly, do you, do you think there's room still for, and not for you to come back, but a, a, a platform for the kind of dialogue you had on, on the Felicia show? Do you still, do you think there's room for it to happen again here? Not necessarily there's by you. Room, there's room for it to happen, Shadow. There's so much to be talked about. I think when I see people, they say, there's no place for us as ordinary people, again, to voice our, our concerns, our, our love for our country, um, our, our frustration the way we could on the Felicia show. Yes, radio has provided that pl- platform. I don't see much of South Indian television, to be honest with you, so I cannot critique, I cannot criticize, I uh, cannot condemn. But I can only compliment all these young people, like Tim Bisa, who said to me, uh, who was our MC at the, at, uh, the Businesswoman's Award, and she said, I applaud you because I'm standing on the stage because of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You helped me get into the media. I watched you. That's all I want to hear. Mm-hmm. When I saw Basi, and Basi says to me, you created the platform, platform for us. You're my shiro. Mm-hmm. And Basi has been saying that years back, from the day she won Miss South Africa. Um, Carol Bauer also mentioned it to me one time. You created this platform for us. Thank you. We appreciate what you did. You paved the way for us. And that's, I think that's what legacy is all about, knowing that you've opened the doors for others. And you know, Shadow, how hard it has been, mm-hmm. even for me. I never forget when I said to Zelaya Sisulu, then may so rest in peace. Can we change this show from top level to the Felicia Mabuza subtle show? He says, and he said, my gosh, we've never really had a show branded after the host. I said, I'm not copying the Americans. I'm talking about legacy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about young people being able to know how things happened as well in our country. One thing I find about us, we forget our past so quickly. Our young people don't even know. I sometimes laugh when I see on Twitter people saying, if you don't know Felicia, uh, you're too young. We need to remember how things came to be what they are. I want you to hold, I want you to hold that thought. I want you to hold that thought. We're taking news headlines with Othila Sarko. Otherwise, on SAFM.
Sitsile, Felicia, you're sounding so passionate about us not forgetting and us remembering where we come from. But I think then that, that gives me an opportunity to ask you to at least pen four trips a year to come back and engage and continue the dialogue on different platforms in 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 uh, business in 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 in, in anywhere actually where you can visit a boardroom and and deliver something where you can visit a school and deliver a a conversation with with people you know Shadow, i do it it's just that obviously we don't have cameras there I do. I literally come home at least four times a year oh, okay. uh, to do exactly what you're talking about. But uh, yes, it's quiet. There are no cameras this time. There are no spotlights. Mm. But we are touching ordinary people. What does Oprah says? You have not completed the circle of success unless you bring someone forward. Mm. And. To a great extent, I always say my conscience is clear, but that I have brought many people forward. I go back to the 70s, as I said, with uh, you guys at Tolopil. I go back to the 80s when uh, my university, Marquette University, was part of this whole fight for divestment, etc. And I said, I know you're not going to divest, so start a scholarship program for South African students. And I was at the forefront of that scholarship program being started. Mm. Over 40 South African students or more went through the program. I see them today. They are top executives. They they have their own companies today, running their own companies. And then, yes, 2000-something, the 1990s, we had the show. Again, I have many people come to me and say, you touched our lives. But we should never forget where we came from. If anything, I'd say I'd love to do is to ensure that we keep the legacy going. We have young people know how they got to where they are mm. by interviewing mm. and talking to these legends that got us to where we are, the heroes, the heroes that are responsible for where we are today. Our young people don't even know. In your preferment, your word, um, you still manage to be wife to Earl, mom to Lindiwe and Zani, now grandma. What's the baby's name? Unaya Naledi. Naya is um, is um, a Danish word. It's also, I think it has Somalian roots as well. I think it also has Indian roots, but it, it has Arabic roots. It's about new birth. Okay. But Naledi, obviously, they had to make sure they have a South African name. And it had Little to be a Naya star. Is our star. It had to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do you find the time, though, to do all these things and still be a businesswoman of note? Uh, you know, I always say success is about self-empowerment. It's about self-enrichment. It's about material accumulation. Mm. But you're never happy with all of those. So I'm encouraging myself and others to move your life to significance that is about a greater cause, making a difference, and uh, making an impact. That's where I am right now, taking my little success to significance. And um, that's exactly what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying it, by the way. An individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of humanity. That's one quote of Martin Luther King that just 
rings in my head daily mm-hmm. now. I don't know, maybe preferment also has something to do with knowing your days are going to be numbered on earth to so make a difference <laughs> so that you can go and face God with an open conscience. <laughs> you did give back. What are you reading at the moment? I am reading uh, Cheryl Sanders' Lenin. I'm also reading uh, The Greatness Guide by uh, Robin Sharma. In fact, I call it my little Bible because I carry it in my purse all the time so that when I'm feeling uh, down and out, I just open a chapter and I just, the chapters are nice and short. Um, mm, mm. So you can read it wherever you're sitting. Felicia, on behalf of all the kids you took off the streets of Dube at Zuelopili, including myself, and teaching us more than just dancing, uh, you know, teaching us a lot of responsibility. Some of us didn't quite get to where you wanted us to be, but, <laughs> you know, you no, kept us straight and well. on the straight and narrow. But thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know Bofigi and all of them are probably um, will, will, get, will be saying the same things to, to, to you. But while we have the opportunity, I want to thank you for changing our lives. Well, thanks a million, but if you don't mind, can I just give you five principles of success that I'd like to share with young people right now? Okay. Number one, be focused on achieving what you want in life without feeling guilty. My generation was stifled by guilt. Number two, develop a sense of urgency, like Mm. there is no tomorrow. Okay. Do things you want to do right now. Number three, read biographies of successful people you admire. They got to go up to them, ask them how they did it. Take pictures with them. By osmosis, who knows, you too might be just as successful, if not more. Number four, develop courage and take risks. Hmm. Hmm. Number five, smile, project a positive attitude and a powerful image. Those things will take you a new level in your life. Well, next time I see you, I need a picture. I don't have a picture with you. Can you believe that? I thought we had a number of pictures no, together. No, darling, I don't have a picture. So you owe me a picture? But I want you to... You do have a picture with me. Okay. But I want you to go and take pictures with bigger folk. <laughs> uh, thank you for talking to us, and we'll see you again when you're back in South Africa. I really appreciate it. And keep shining and rising that flag, eh? Thank you and love you, South Africa. Love you too. That was Dr. Felicia Mabuza Sattel. Oh, I enjoyed that. I really did. Um, and we talking, we continue talking about business. We continue to inspire people. Those, the guilt, get rid of the guilt, the, the urgency, you know, do everything urgently as if there's no tomorrow. Read biographies, take pictures with people that you look up to, take courage or have courage and take risks and smile and project your power. Well, we're back after this to speak to Zingi Swalosi, who's the second deputy president of Kostatu. And talking about her, she, 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 she's also uh, got some words of wisdom to share with us with regards to women in the workplace. Otherwise, on SAFM. Zingiswa, hello. 
Hi, Shadow. How are you? You were listening to Felicia, hey? Yes, I was. Are you as inspired <laughs> as I was? I was. I even, I even noted the the five principles that she was sharing with us. <laughs> but you, you, thanks for joining us, by the way, Zingiswa. And um, you um, also had a leadership program that you participated in, did you? Yes. Uh, and you you also gave a speech or delivered a keynote address about your rise to second deputy president of Kosashi. I mean, in a union, how how do you just kick all the men aside like that? <laughs> Thanks, uh, Let me let me first appreciate uh, having been in your program. Uh, it is it is quite a humbling experience, I must say. Yes, indeed. Over the weekend on the 23rd of August, I was uh, invited at the UKZN mm-hmm. uh, on on a panel discussion of journey of women leaders, mm-hmm. which it was so inspiring because I share platform with a, a academic uh, women women in academic and, and also politicians the likes of Mama Ubalegumbete, yes. which was quite an experience, I must say. Mm. Uh, coming to myself, I think uh, having been elected in the position that I hold in the Federation, uh, for me, it has been so humbling. But I must also say that I think the background of where I'm coming from has been that uh, an inspiration to myself. Uh, because at a very, very young age, where I grew up in a, in a family in Port Elizabeth that is a family of activists, mm. uh, where at a very young age I was uh, confronted with situations of having to witness uh, UDF leaders at the time being arrested during the night. Mm. And, uh, and to me, as a young girl at that time, I realized that something is not right in the country at the time in South Africa during the apartheid regime. And when I went to school, I then said it will only be correct for me to form part of COSAS, join the COSAS and be part of the student movement. And uh, I must say that from then, without consciously saying to yourself that you want to be in politics because of 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 your upbringing because of the experiences that you have undergone you find yourself that you can't sit by uh, and 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 just be watching as people are busy trying to find a better south africa so that's how i found myself to be where i am today zingiswa what is that ingredient that you thought your childhood gave you that made you stand up for yourself you know that ingredient are you able to identify it, or does because our young people will not go through the same experiences as you and I in the sixties and seventies, you know, with, with with you know in in the townships growing up with UDF around us and all of that. But yeah. what can we teach them that will probably give them the same courage and the same strength to stand up for themselves and do and become leaders? Yes. Thank you, Shadow. I think one of the basic uh, principles for that I've, uh, for myself, I found them to be useful for me growing up and up until today is humility. Mm-hmm. Humility, 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 I can't say it more. Mm-hmm. And respect for others. Oh, and, 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 and then believing in yourself and remain principled. 
Mm. You know, it it doesn't matter what others think. It doesn't matter what is in front of you. If it is not a correct thing, you must be able to stand up and say it is wrong. And once you stand on issues of principle, you can never go wrong. Once you humble yourself, you can never go wrong. If you respect others, they will in turn respect you, and you will have respect for yourself. But you know and I think to... for me, those, those are the, the basic principles that I have made a foundation for myself as I grew up. And I appreciate that so much. But as you call them, I'm thinking, wow, respect is, you know, it was, we grew up just knowing to respect the other person. But it's, we're so far away from it with, with our youth today mm-hmm. and younger people. Mm. Um, how do we then revisit what we had to teach them the respect? Because it's about the home, is it not? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, I, mm. I think also, Shadow, it goes back to what Mama Felicia Mabuza was saying, mm. that uh, we have forgotten where we're coming from. Mm. And I think, you know, we have bond, uh, the bond freeze of today which we always assume that they are born in a new democratic dispensation. And yet then they are at liberty to do as they wish. They are at liberty to, 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 to not respect, you know. To call people names. To call people names. Exactly. <laughs> to call people. You know, I had my old grandmother who would slap you if you did not have, you know, the prefix. You just say, you know, you call her by a name, and then she will demand that you must say, um, cool. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't. So you always watch what you say. You always, you know, it's Tosene, because I'm from the Eastern Cape. Uh, there's a say that says, um, mm-hmm. which is very, very important. Translate that, is, that. translate that. Meaning, for you to understand where you are going. There are those that lived before you. Yes. Now you must always go back and ask for directions for those that lived before you. Mm. Now there are generations before ourselves. We are now a generation that those that are called born free must come and say, but how did you become a, a person that you have become? And I think now with the born free, uh, they live life as if it only started in 1994. <laughs> and, and, and I think for us, we need to go back. Even if in our old days, we used to have uh, the fairy tales that will be told. But of course, today we don't have the grandmothers that will be telling those tales. Mm. But we need to tell the tales of where we are coming from. Okay. We need to tell the tales <clears throat> of saying, how do you recognize a mother that is living next door to be your mother? even if she did not give birth to you. Mm. And I think we need to go back to to, to the old time. Young leaders may be listening now and thinking, what has that got to do with me running a a, a business or me being in a leadership position? Mm -hmm. You know, what does being having respect for my neighbor have to do with me being in a leadership position as a woman? You know. You you know, and uh, let me me also say that uh, before, when, when when I grew up, my first employment was with the Defense Force. Uh, I was employed, uh, trained in the military, 
And after I left the military, I went to casual at Jetstone. As, as a casual, we'll come in four hours in a week. And, you know, there, I learned a lot. As much as it, there was a lot of exploitation mm. of, of the workers in terms of being coming in two hours, you don't know how, how, whether you're going to earn, how much you're going to earn. But in that sector, one thing that we were told as we in business is that when a customer comes in, a customer is always right. Mm. And you must go an extra mile for that customer. Mm. So it doesn't matter how correct you think you are. Even if you are in business, you must respect people as they come to your own workplace. You must respect people as they come to want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. You must never portray yourself to be a person because you own this business, therefore you know everything. Because you may not know a person that is coming uh, because they are not written in their foreheads of their own experiences, <laughs> and you might be forfeiting yourself a well-deserved um, experience from that person. Mm-hmm. So respect goes a long way. Respect for others, respect for yourself. It doesn't matter how successful you think you are in life. You can never know everything. And you need those that lived a life before you to tell their tales so that you are able to learn yourself and avoid to repeat the same mistakes that they might have found themselves to have done. Zingi, so what other opportunities are there going to be regarding the journey of women leaders? Are we going to have other gatherings? Are there going to be other talks in different places? Do you have an idea if it was just a once-off for Women's Month? Let me say that in UKZN, uh, during the, the panel discussion towards the end of it, uh, the DVC and Head of College and Humanities, Professor Cheryl Potheter, mm-hmm. highlighted the fact that the College of Humanities in UKZN uh, will be looking at the possibilities into doing uh, more mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the research in relation to women leaders and ensure that conversations like the ones that we've had continued to happen, mm-hmm. and to an extent that she even said that they would want to do it in a book that will be titled Women's Life History. And, and, and I find it very, very interesting because at times what we seem to do, and I was, as I was listening to Mama Ufelishia, mm-hmm. is that we tend to talk to these issues, hear women uh, in different aspects, talking about their history, but we don't put it down, mm, you know. Mm. We fail to put it down uh, so that the, the, the coming generations are able, when those leaders have gone and they cannot speak anymore, but their work will speak for themselves, having it been written somewhere. And I think it, 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 it is critical that perhaps we take that challenge that uh, uh, UKZN will be bringing in terms of that uh, College of Humanities mm-hmm. and uh, Professor Cheryl Prosecutor to say, we are here, we need to hear the journeys of yourself, Shadow, we need to hear the journeys of more women in politics, academia, business, mm-hmm. trade unions, and others as to how they have managed to be where they are so that you are able to inspire more women in South Africa. Zingiswa Losi, Second Deputy President of COSATU. I hope next time I speak to you, you are the first president of COSATU. 
<laughs> I hope First so deputy president. Because I'm not sure I'm second deputy president, but I hope that next time we speak to you, you're the first deputy president. Of <laughs> Wishing you, so you all the best, my sister. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Shadow. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Otherwise, then all these conversations will be podcast. It's now time for our story.